بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم This is the English summary a gist and a translation estimation of the majlis of Hazrat Mawlana Qamrul Zaman Sahib Damad Barakatuhum which took place on Friday the 12th of Jumadul Ula 1443 corresponding with the English date 17th of December 2021 this majlis took place after the Isha Salat at Masjid Bilal in Banjari Mahu Indoor MP India Hazrat Wala starts off this majlis by quoting the ayat of the Quran Majid wadharu wahir al-ithmi wa batina thereafter Hazrat Wala goes on to say that at this point in time this particular program has been stipulated with the name of majlis you know i asked people meeting with people people have coming to coming to meet me that uh, when would you be leaving and they say to me that uh, we'll be leaving after the majlis and what can i say for people like us the essence and the original was the majlis i go to jalsas but very rarely and very seldomly hazrat maulana shah wasiullah sahab never would attend jalsas nevertheless every day this type of majlis takes place what can i say or reach out far but alhamdulillah this reaches out to very far into the world and the buzurgane din the saintly people have majlis and this is something uh, which is specific and special and a jalsa is more common or more what we would say general all these saintly people would have this type of a majlis a informal talk specially designated for a spiritual progress and development hazrat sayyidina abdul qadir jilani hazrat tanwir rahimahullah and the sufia would have these type of what we call majlis spiritual dini discourse in which the talks of this path to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be uh, discussed in the majlis of hazrat tanwir rahimahullah mufti shafi sahab would come all the way from darul ulum dioban hazrat said suleiman nadwi rahimahullah would attend and in it there was a great amount of uloom knowledge deep knowledge one alim great alim would come and he would listen attentively he would even record uh, the malfuzat of hazrat tanwi even though he was from another uh, maslak we would say a school of thought he would enjoy it and it would really touch him hujjatul islam hazrat mauna qasim nanotwi mauna mohammed hussein sahab ilahabadi hazrat tanwi hazrat gangohi all these people came to hazrat haji sahab the most astonishing one is that hazrat gangohi a person of that caliber came also for the acquisition of this internal knowledge ilm al-dunni the knowledge which comes from the side of allah this nisbat and this great connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that the person who practices upon the knowledge which he knows then allah ta'ala blesses him with that knowledge which he knew not of such a knowledge 
that before he knew not of. Hazrat Haji Imdadullah rahimahullah would say that Rashid Ahmad, before uh, you had come onto the scene, uh, I would ask my masail to uh, my masail. I would uh, refer them to uh, Sheikh Muhammad, uh, who was a great muhaddis and traditionist. But now you have come along, so I would ask you my masail. Now, Allahu Akbar, look at the amount of humility and how much he lowered himself for the sake of the deen. He would ask regarding his masail and different different aspects of the deen. He would ask his own contemporary and colleague, Sheikh Muhammad, he would, uh, who was uh, actually his peer by, and then his own murid, Hazar Maulana Rashid Ahmad. He would ask why, so that he could practice upon it. Jisne mitaya apna naam onishan, haft iqleem ka bana sultan, the person who erased his effects and traces, meaning he lowered himself completely and totally. He had become the leader of the entire world. So why did these people come to Hazrat Haji Saab? They came because they, were, they felt the great need for it. Hazrat Mawlana Rashid Ahmad was an imam in all the bylaws, the juziyat. And Hazrat Mawlana Qasim Saab was an imam in all the kulliyat, in all uh, the fundamentals and uh, the great principles. And Hazamara Qasim Saab used to say, I went to Haji Saab because of his knowledge, the knowledge that he uh, possessed. So the hadith is saying that make amal on that which you know, then we would give you, Allah would give you knowledge of that which you did not know. Hazrat Tanvi Rahimahullah went for six long months to spend in the khidmat of Hazrat Haji Saab. And at that time, Hazrat Haji Saab said to him, Ashraf Ali, this is a kitab. I want you to translate this kitab. It would be of great benefit to the people. Allahu Akbar. I'll tell you about Hazrat Haji Saab. Hazrat Wala goes on to say, his maslak and his preferred uh, opinion and thought, he gave preference to poverty over independence. He gave preference to fakr over Gina. And on one occasion, somebody asked him, Hazrat, you give preference to poverty over independence, then what would you do with the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, al-yadul ulya khayrum min yadisufla, that the higher hand is better than the lower hand, meaning the giving hand is better than the receiving hand, the one who has, he will spend, he is better than the one who is receiving. So, we actually understand from this particular hadith that there is preference in this hadith given to independence over poverty. When Hazrat Haji Saab heard this, he remained silent and then he answered. He said, of course, the hadith is in its place. The hadith is in its place and the wordings of the hadith are excellent in 100%. And that's why I still say that fakr is better than ghina. Do you not see? Do you not look deeper and understand well what is actually said in this hadith? 
The giving hand is better than the receiving hand. The one who's giving is better than the one who's receiving. Do you know why? The one who's giving, he's actually at that point moving towards ma'il, inclined towards poverty. If he gave a hundred rands, rupees, dinars, dirhams, pounds, dollars in the way of Allah to somebody, then didn't he go a hundred rupees less in his own account? And did not go in the direction of Fakr. And the person who was receiving, did he not get a hundred rands, rupees, dinars, dirhams, a richer? So wasn't he ma'il and going towards ghina and independence? So that's exactly what it is. That the giving hand is better because it's going in the direction of poverty. And it's better than the receiving hand because the receiving hand is actually going in the direction of ghina and independence. Allahu Akbar. Now this was the uloom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed these great personalities. It was also his maslak, his preferred opinion, his thought and his strong opinion. He always felt this. He gave preference to sabr over shukr. And one day, he was speaking about this in his majlis when all of a sudden a person came in who was absolutely sick and he was not in a good way whatsoever and he came for dua. And these great ulama who had all made ruju to Hazrat Haji Sahib were sitting with him and the thoughts started gushing into their mind what will Haji Sahib now say on this occasion? So he made dua, he lifted up his hands and he said, Oh Allah! Both of these are your ni'mats. Sickness is also your ni'mat and health is also your ni'mat. But sometimes we cannot manage with sickness. Therefore, take this ni'mat of sickness and change it rather for the ni'mat of health. Change it for the ni'mat of health. Both of it are your ni'mats. We cannot tolerate the sickness, therefore, usko mubaddal farma dije. So, this ilm was not any ordinary ilm. Sheikh Nur Muhammad Jinjanwi was the Sheikh of Hazrat Haji Imdadullah. He was a maktab teacher and Hazrat Haji Saab came and drank from his fountain. Hazrat Sayyid Ahmad Barelwi Rahimahullah, when he was going in jihad, then Shah Abdul Rahim said that I am going with. So he said, No. Oh, why would you come with? If you become Shaheed, then all this work of the Chishti Silsila would come to a stop. And why, why would you do this? No, you stay behind. And he said, Hazrat, I have to come. I have to accompany you. I need your companionship. It is due to your blessings that I have learned how to read Salat. Mujhe namaz parne ka dang aap, aap hi se mila, aap hi ne sikaya. You taught me. I learned this year from you. You know, we hardly put our feet we hardly even take the first step, Hazrat Wala is going on to say. We do not even enter. We do not even take the first step, but we already reject. We already reject. We already oppose. We already detest. We already reject. 
That, that, that's our style. But this path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Barsirat Mustaqim, Dilekase, Gumra Nest. On this path of Sirat Mustaqim, no, the heart of no person can ever go astray. So long as you are on the Sirat Mustaqim, you are okay, you are well. Some would reach earlier, some would reach later, but you are on the same path. You know, when I went to Canada and I seen those huge highways and it had so many lanes and somebody is going at 200 miles an hour and someone else is going at 10 miles an hour but there is vastness there there's no one yelling there there's no one screaming there's no one making an objection to the one who's going at a slower pace yes and everybody is on the right path and everybody is going to reach their destination rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's path if this is the path of the dunya, then what would be the path, the highway and the grand path of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Layluha kanahariha. Even its night is as bright and luminous as its day. And we cannot even understand the thousands, hundreds and thousands of people are walking on this path and each person is getting noor. Allama ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, whenever he would get stuck or he could not understand anything, he would go out to away from the people. He would go to one of the masajid in the villages and he would go there in seclusion. He would perform salat. He would put his head into sajda. And he would say, Allahumma allimni. Allahumma fahimni. He would turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, no matter how many people are going, there is gunjaish and there is space for all. The stoba and ruju to Allah is amazing. No matter how many times you have broken your toba, but make toba again. And there shouldn't be any type of this tribalism. There is gunjaish. Look at what Hazrat Shah Waliullah rahimahullah states. He says that the mutakallimeen have done such an enormous and great, accomplished such a great task. They had worked so much on the aqaid and then presented it to the people. The fuqaha had made so much of mahnat. And thereafter, we have fiqah. We have jurisprudence in front of us. And the sufiyah had made so much of effort on the batin, and they looked and studied that part of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's life. Wasakau, wasakau. They drank themselves. They satiated and satisfied themselves, and they allowed others to drink as well. The nur of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We should be in thirst, in quest, in search of this nisbat and this nur. And this is the essence of this deen of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We need to be searching for this. The father of Sheikh Abdul Haq Muhaddis, Dehlwi rahimahullah, would say, Abdul Haq, Mullai khushk nabashi. My son Abdul Haq, do not become a dry molvi. Meaning, with the nisbat and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some type of tari, wetness would come about. 
rather let me say freshness would come into a person Hazrat Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to say that this path this path to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala of his nur and his ma'rifat is something which is not just dry like that rather it is wet and it is lush and it is fresh so make amal on the knowledge that you have and Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will bless you with such knowledge that you had had never had before Allah will inspire you with that when i went to Maulana Taqiyuddin's madrasa Nadwatul Ulama I was there and so many of the muhaddithin all gathered in this particular meeting ijtima seminar and all of them they made bahas so much eventually right towards the end towards the end of the day they said me to say uh, to me to say something in a few words so i said to them that up till now we spoke so much about ilm zahir and let us understand well that the quran also has zahir and batin similarly the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has the external dimension and the internal dimension and aspect as well we sometimes say that there is a contradiction ta'aruz in the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam all this is said because of the weakness and the deficiency of our limited knowledge in actual fact there is no ta'aruz if our knowledge is true knowledge there is actually no ta'aruz and a contradiction in the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa qur rabbi zidni ilma allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and says to him say o nabi of allah rabbi o oh my allah increase me in knowledge Hazrat Mufti Mahmud Sahib when he came to Ilahabad he spoke on this waqur rabbi zidni ilma you know we study the different books of fiqh from the start we come to sharhul wiqaya and many other kitabs and then we sit on the platform to give fatawa but remember to give those type of rulings we need taqwa as well because the mufti is that person which is between the one who is asking the question and allah he is there giving the verdict on behalf of allah subhanahu wa taala you know people say we all know about the city's common the day of juma and then we have saat istijaba the golden moment in which duas are accepted and a certain buzruk was asked that hazrat if you were told and if you knew exactly when those golden moments were or on the day of juma what dua would you make at that time he said i would make the dua rabbi zidni ilma oh allah increase me in knowledge oh allah increase me in knowledge because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not order rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to ask for an increase in anything other than that of ilm whereas rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had ilmul awwalin wal akhirin he had the knowledge of all the anbiya alaihi wassalatu wattaslim put together then too he was commanded by allah that ask for an increase in knowledge allahu akbar hazatan wi rahimahullah wrote bayanul quran such a great tafsir
such a unique tafsir that great ulama read through it many battle to even understand what is Hazrat Tanwi even written. But what did he say when he compiled that tafsir? Rahimahullah, Hazrat Tanwi said that I have just I have just written it briefly and just written a bit. Torah Salika. I just wrote a bit. Now like that, we have mahirs, experts in tafsir. We have experts in hadith. And we have also experts of the batin and this nisbat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So ilm has an external aspect and the internal zahir and batin. Similarly, amal has also, it has the outward dimension and the inward dimension as well imam ghazali has written qal al ghazali fi aqsam ulum al akhira imam ghazali writes about uh, the types of knowledge uh, of the akhira knowledge the types of the ulum of the akhira and he goes on to say, awwal. The first type and the first category is that of ilmul mukashafa. And what he explains himself, what is ilmul mukashafa? ilmul batin. It is this knowledge, batini knowledge, this internal knowledge. And this is the highest point of all knowledge, the epitome and the pinnacle of all types of knowledge. فَقَدْ قَالَ بَعْضُ الْعَارِفِينَ Some of the Arifin have said مَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ نَصِيبٌ مِّنْ هَذَا الْعِلْمِ Whoever does not have a portion, a small piece, even a small piece of this knowledge أَخَافُ عَلَيْهِ سُوءَ الْخَاطِمَةِ I fear upon him a bad end, that he may just not pass away with Iman وَأَدْنَا نَصِيبٌ مِّنْ The least he can do and the smallest portion he can take is at that he verifies this, he acknowledges it, he believes that there is some type of knowledge like this. That's the least he can do, that he verifies it, and that he leaves it or he hands it to the authorities of this particular department. That's the least he can do. Allahu Akbar. La yulhimuhu illa su'ada. Hazrat Wala thereafter goes on and quotes another text. And he says this type of ilm, nur, ma'rifat, nisbat, none are inspired with it except those who are extremely fortunate. Therefore, make shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala has kept us in the silsila. It is a great treasure. It is a great ni'mat. So, there is no end to this knowledge. لَا أَجَائِبُهُ This ulum, the Qur'an, that the amazing and unique and subtle points of the Qur'an, the ajaib, that every day we read and we'll find out this also and we'll find out that also, will never ever come to an end. You know, I was just reading just now, that Ali radiallahu ta'ala went to the Jama Masjid in Damascus and he seen people sitting on the chairs there in different corners of the Jama Masjid giving waz and talqeen and lecturing to people. And then he asked them all to stand and he started telling them to go out of the Masjid, meaning that you are not befitting uh, of this particular position. 
And he came across Hassan al-Basri and then he said to him that I will test you. I will test you. If you pass, then I would retain you and if not, I would ask you to leave as well. You cannot uh, conduct majlis. He asked him that what is the foundation of the deen? And, Ali, uh, and Hassan al-Basri answered, it is wara, piety. And then he went on to ask him that what is the destruction of deen? He said, Tama, having hopes in people. You've got your hopes tied with people, not with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, we come to understand from this year that in that time, the golden era, just not every, any person could just sit and go on to make waz and nasihat. Monana Habibur Rahman Azami, we went to Islahul Muslimin Jalsa and he spoke just for three minutes and the essence and the crux of what he had to say was that, listen, whenever you're speaking, whenever you're quoting, whenever you're giving your bayan, always, when you quote the hadith, mention the rawi and the narrator of the hadith as well. So this is a great ni'mat. The language of the Qur'an, the uloom of the Qur'an, and that is uh, Arabic. It's the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, Many long years ago, I can remember in the villages, people would come. They were so ignorant, so ignorant. But I can tell you so much that after the Taraweeh Salat, if the Imam read at an absolutely swift pace, even such people would come out and would say, what is this person doing? He's just saying, Ya Ta'alamun, Ya Ta'alamun. Meaning, despite them being absolutely jahil and ignorant, they had that amount of affinity, they had that amount of munasabat with the Qur'an, and that is the uniqueness of the Kalamullah, that every single person will have some type of attachment to it in his own little way. That even they had to say, what is this Hafiz doing? What is this person doing? We don't understand anything. He's only saying, Ya Namuna in Ta'lamun. Even that amount they could understand. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Bima ataqarrabu ilayk? How will I gain closeness to you? Allah ta'ala says, Bitilawati kilami. By the recitation of my kalam, immediately he engages and he asks Allah that, Bifahmin aw bila fahmin? Oh Allah, Quickly, let me just ask you, is it with understanding or without understanding? And Allah says to him, Bifahmin aw bila fahmin. Whether it's with understanding or without understanding, it will be the means of gaining proximity to me. So, Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq in the hidayat and you as well. This is a golden silsila. This is a golden silsila that we are in. The Quran is such that we should make Tafakkur, tadabbur, we should ponder on the Qur'an. And if we cannot do that, at least when we pick up the Qur'an, understand so much. Rather say it as well. Hada kalamu rabbi. This is the speech. This is the kalam of my Rabb Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyidina Ikrama radiallahu ta'ala, the son of Abu Jahl. He enjoyed such a high spiritual state. Then we, he would pick up the Qur'an. He would say, Hada kalamu rabbi. And he would fall down unconscious. This is the amount of azmat and respect of the Qur'an that they put in their hearts. Allahumma ja'alil Qur'an al-azima rabi'a qalbi. Oh Allah, make the great Qur'an the fountain of my heart. Wajila'a huzni. Make it the means of removing my sorrow, grief. Sorrow and grief. This Qur'an is 
knowledge, ilm. This Quran has in it amal that we need to take and practice on. This Quran in it has shifa as well. And it is of such a nature that it will remove every problem of ours. At least make some amount of tilawat and make an effort to go and sit under the tutorship of an alim and understand the translation and tafsir of the Quran. Imam Ghazali would go on to say, Hada maktubu rabbil alameen. This is the letter. This is the personal letter of the Rabb of all the worlds to each and every individual of this ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the hidayat of having sahih ta'alluq with the Quran Majid and fulfilling the rights of the Quran. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim bi hurmati sayyidin nabiyyil kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.